It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams. You know what that means. It's crossover edition on the network, five days a week, your team every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Today, we have got Jeff Lloyd from Lockdown Browns. Super excited about that conversation. We will get to that in a minute. I teased this yesterday, so I'm going to start off the podcast by letting you guys know how you can win a Todd Gurley Nike Vapor jersey. I've teamed up with Pro Image Sports Ventura, and it's simple, really easy to enter and win this. All you got to do is go to their page on Instagram. That's Pro Image Sports Ventura, Pro Image Sports Ventura, V-E-N-T-U-R-A. Give them a follow. You got to make sure you're following Lockdown Rams. Tag three friends in the comments. Remember, each comment is worth one entry. You got 45 friends, tag them all. You are entered that many times to win. The winner will be announced on September 21st at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The winner will be notified via direct message. But get in there. This is free to enter a Todd Gurley Nike Vapor jersey. That's just not your regular old jersey. This is $150 value. This jersey is sweat wick technology for extra comfort and authentic twill lettering. Again, that's Pro Image Sports Ventura. Go to their page, follow them and Lockdown Rams. Tag three friends in the comments. Unlimited entries. You just got to keep commenting. Winner will be picked September 21st. As far as the show today, again, crossover Jeff Lloyd. We're going to talk about how the Browns are looking. What's up with Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff? Are they ready for this big matchup? Who's the pressure on? What the offense and defense are going to look like? Predictions, all that and more. Guys, don't forget to follow at Lockdown Rams, all accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Lockdown Rams. Also, my personal LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. Hit me up. Questions, comments, concerns. We want to hear from you. If you have any questions for the guests coming up, make sure to use that Google number, 657-345-4988. We got a lot to get to, so I'm going to kick right into it without further ado. Here we go. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by Jeff Lloyd of Lockdown Browns, and this is your lead story. Jeff, the Browns had a crazy amount of hype coming into the season. The Rams are defending NFC champs. It's early, but Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff both have looked meh so far at times. Uh, looking at this upcoming matchup, is the pressure on these two guys to step it up? Um, with both these teams and, uh, you know, obviously what's forecasted for them, obviously both teams predicted, you know, pretty heavily to be uh, division title winners. Obviously the Rams looking to get back to a Super Bowl. That's the way they're built. Um, it's going to revolve around the quarterback play. Um, you know, both teams do, you know, have stout defenses, but you can't count on them week in, week out to bail you out in these situations. Uh, Baker Mayfield, it's, you know, week 17, you know, uh, he put up great, numbers against Baltimore Ravens 376 and three scores but he threw three interceptions threw an interception that uh killed a drive that could have gotten that that win over the Ravens uh week one was tough uh, I don't think he's seen this must pass rush probably since high school I guess because I know he didn't see it at Oklahoma uh then even last night with the Jets it's it's part of it is 
getting comfortable with Odell Beckham Jr. And this is one of the issues you have when Odell didn't take any preseason reps. There's going to be some growing pains. So you kind of want to get that out of the way. But he needs to get a little bit back more to what made him successful in the second half of last season. And that was the, it doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter what your jersey number is. If you're the guy that's open, that's the guy Baker Mayfield's going to throw the ball to. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because, you know, the Rams D is definitely going to make a point to slow down Odell Beckham. So looking at this wideout group or even the offense in general, who needs to step up to kind of fill in that role? You said kind of throw it to anybody. Is it Baker that really needs to take over? Is another wide receiver that can kind of step up? and really kind of have an impact in the game. Um, Rashard Higgins, and it's the weirdest thing to say when your wide receiver three might be the key to your wide receiver room, but it is Rashard Higgins. Uh, he's got a little bit of an ankle. Um, I think they purposely held him out last night. I think he probably could have gone if it was a more meaningful game. But uh, realizing the you know the Browns are about to face off against five uh, five teams in a row who currently all stand 2-0. and So this is going to be the meat of the Cleveland schedule coming up here. So obviously you want as many hands on deck as possible. But Rashard Higgins, it's it's the guy he goes to in his clutch situation. It's the guy he goes to when you know all else is failing, um, still suffering a little bit from the loss of Duke Johnson. They're going to have to find some way, whether it's putting Jarvis more in the slot or maybe even Higgins more in the slot. They got to find some way to offset that because there was a lot where Baker kind of would, you know, break the pocket, obviously with a little bit of pressure. And he would find Duke Johnson for a gain. Um, David Njoku, hopefully um, the concussion will not keep him out Sunday night, but it was a Monday night game. So a short turnaround, you do have some concern there because they don't really have much else now at the tight end position. But you really need Rashard Higgins and the presence he can bring. Yeah, you're, you're talking about that offense and getting going. And, you know, the Rams D uh, definitely showed out last week against the Saints. They held Kamara to under 50 yards rushing or 57 yards rushing. Uh, Drew Brees was knocked out of the game. They took care of Teddy Bridgewater. Aaron Donald has been an impact, but not in the sack world, not in the, you know, in as far as racking up all the big numbers. Is this a game? How's that offensive line look right now where maybe he can break through? Or what's kind of the plan for kind of just slowing him down? Um, the interior is what is good with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Eric Cush right now, um, you know, Kevin Zeitler obviously was moved on in the Olivier Vernon trade. Kevin Zeitler had a fantastic year, right? Last year. So far this year, not as, not playing as well for the Giants. Uh, according to PFF, Eric Cush is your number 14 ranked, uh, offensive guard, which is not bad at all. Obviously, Joel Batonio is your number one overall ranked guard right now. JC Treader is a, is a solid center. He's not a big name. He's had a bit of an injury history, but once he got a shot here in Cleveland, he stayed pretty healthy and he's played pretty well. The interior is the good part. The tackles are a concern, um, but let's be honest. I mean, it doesn't matter what the names are. Uh, if Aaron Donald, you know, is on his game, it, it doesn't matter. You can put three Hall of Famers out there. Aaron Donald's going to get his. Um, just, you know, I, I think the more concern I have is that, you know, Aaron Donald might be a little bit more hungrier um, without having the statistical output to this point yet. So that's the part that might give you a little bit more concern. Uh, but no doubt. I mean, he's the number one in interior defensive player in the game for a reason and it's it's going to be first and foremost what your goal is is you know not even take 99 out how do I just make sure 99 doesn't ruin my afternoon well first thing I want to ask you um obviously you know Todd Gurley with everything whether he wasn't injured or he was injured uh Cooper Cup I mean you know how are these guys responding because I mean you know similar to the Patriots and other teams last year you know they rolled into the playoffs with a deep deep skill group but then you know obviously you know towards you know towards the end of the Super Bowl, it, it wasn't as deep and it seemed like it held them back. How was Gurley and Cup looking this far? 
Oh my gosh, Cup is like a hero for us right now to have him back. I think he was going to be so important in the Super Bowl, and it was so bummed to see him miss that second half of the season. Uh, There was reports out of camp that he was faster, and we saw on Sunday. That is actually true. I don't know how he got faster after you know putting that knee back together, but he's looking great. Uh, He is a very, very much comfortable target for Jared Goff, almost sometimes too much. Uh, He was the most targeted guy in week two. He was number two in week one. Uh, And there's times where you almost say, hey, he's triple covered. Try not to go to him. But Jared Goff loves him. He's been under so much pressure that he's got to get the ball out early. He doesn't have a chance to really go downfield. I think we've had really two deep shots all season. I think hopefully that is something we want to improve on. And Todd Gurley is really proving that Todd Gurley is fine and that we're not using him as much. I mean, I don't think he's gone over 20 carries this year so far. He's been productive. He had 97 in the first game, uh, really in the second game, kind of like you guys, this game near the end was kind of wrapped up. So I think they limited him, uh, gave Malcolm Brown a little bit more love there. But uh, we're feeling really good about where these two guys are as far as the health is and really looking long term past this week, three, four and five, but looking at week, you know, 15, 16, 17. Uh, well, not exactly what I wanted to hear, but, um, (laughs) the first thing, uh, is it's starting right now. And look, uh, you know, Denzel Ward had a fantastic rookie year. Um, he's not loving this system. This isn't a great matchup right now with Steve Wilkes' system. You have a guy who, you know, everybody goes to, you know, they come out of Ohio state, they're great man-to-man covers, great man-to-man corners. He's playing a lot of zone. He's not comfortable. Greedy Williams has obviously played better than him to this point through two starts. You hope Denzel Ward's going to rebound. Um, this might be a better matchup. I would say for Denzel Ward, all three of these receivers are kind of guys that he can kind of, you know, run with. I'm hoping they're going to go with a little bit more man here. And look, Wilkes, obviously, you know, he has some matchups with the Rams under his belt. So, you know, he's going to know them pretty well. The thing to this point, though, and and it was in Tennessee and that game just got away from him, but it really wasn't on the defense. um, It's it's been the defensive line play. Um, Look, Miles Garrett is all world. Um, And even last night, even, you know, with some stupid cheap penalties, still just absolutely destroyed the New York Jets night and you know basically destroyed it quickly so five sacks are two games for him but when you add in Sheldon Richardson when you add in Olivier Vernon Olivier Vernon really hasn't done much to fill up a stat sheet now he's one of those guys where it's weird it always seems like he kind of grades out pretty well and the stats kind of come along with it you know Miles right now is kind of the other way where you know maybe the grades really aren't there but he's destroying things and you know accumulating sacks uh so it's the defensive line that's the key here um Joe Schobert is Joe Schobert he's one of the most underrated linebackers in the world um him and Todd Gurley most likely wherever Todd Gurley is going to be on Sunday night and Joe Schobert's going to be somewhere in the vicinity 10 solo tackles last night uh, another fantastic coverage grade um he's got a guy that's going to get paid I don't know if it's going to be Cleveland or not but somebody's going to pay J- Joe Schobert and pay him very well Christian Kirksey uh more active than he's been in the two years I've been covering this team looks like he's lost weight got his health under him which is key um but he's flying around again and the two of them in this four two five seem to be having a, a really good time with it uh the secondary hopefully you know Demarius Randall another one with a concussion he'll be able to go it was a weird one came in Saturday morning and guy di- diagnosed with a concussion wasn't able to make it to uh, New York for the Jets game so but he's going to be key you're going to need a deep safety here um eventually you know the Rams are going to be throwing the ball deep so you're going to want Randall in here uh Eric Murray did a nice job last night but I mean you know Trevor Simeon and uh 
Luke Falk. I mean, uh, neither one of those guys are uh, ever anywhere in the vicinity of Jared Goff. So um, you're gonna you're gonna want all hands on deck on the defensive side of the ball. But this D line, they, they played very well to this point. Um, they were smart last night. They limited reps more than they did week one, which they they need to do. They have enough guys this year. Last year, I understood it. They just didn't have guys they trusted, so they overplayed players. That it does not need to be the excuse this year. That D line can run probably seven to eight guys. There's enough way where you can get these backups ten to fifteen reps where you're not gassing out your major players, and these guys are sucking wind in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, that is a, a really fun matchup early in the year, and we're gonna step aside. We're gonna take. We're gonna talk about this a little bit further in the second and third segment. We'll get to some predictions talk more about the matchups in the next segment but hopefully both these teams will be ready speaking of ready are you guys ready and prepared when you're walking into the bedroom it is the two minute warning and you guys need to punch it in for a touchdown i'm going to tell you right now the best way to do it is to go to bluechew.com bluechew is the best best way to get that done it has the same active ingredients as cialis and viagra so you know they work you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast so if it's halftime and you're down by 10 pop a bunch of blue chews get out there in the second half and perform the nice thing about it is you don't have to go to the pharmacy you don't have to go to the doctor it ships straight to you it's packaged here in the united states so it gets to you fast Right now, we've got a special deal for our Lockdown listeners. All you got to do is go to bluechew.com to get your first shipment for free when using the promo code LOCKDOWN. Just pay $5 for the shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code LOCKDOWN to try it for free. Bluechew is better, faster, and the cheaper option. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back. Second segment, Locked On Rams crossover. We've got Jeff Lloyd with us from Locked On Browns. I am Bear Motter from Locked On Rams. I love these crossovers. They get me excited for the game. Uh, you get an inside <laughs> look at both sides of the team. Jeff, I know we've talked a little bit about the offense, the defense, uh, how to really kind of game plan for this. But if you're looking at it and you had three key things to this game, how are the Browns going to win the game? What are the keys for you winning this game? First things first is they need, first things first is they need to up the play calling. Um, the plays getting into Baker, they're getting there way too late. Um, a lot of these plays uh, with the play clock down at two seconds, one second. So there's pass rush that's coming, and it's 
there's nothing the offensive line can do because you guys are essentially timing the snaps, uh, timing the, you know, basically timing the snap because the play clock's running down. They need to get it to Baker. He, Baker just plays better at a faster speed. And this is something that's just going to continue with the NFL. I know the NFL is taking all of these concepts and spread concepts, you know, from college football. A lot of teams are bringing that in. But the one thing you have to do is you have to play at the speed that goes along with this. I know NFL teams are worried about, oh, well, if we, you know, too much time, you know, too quick on the field, I'm putting my defense out there more. It's just the way it goes now. These kids are not used to running a play clock down. I mean, once they hear a whistle and a guy's down, they want that next play. Mm-hmm. They want to be going. And this is becoming a problem. And the other thing is it's not giving Baker, and Baker is getting a lot of mixed up coverages. And, you know, the coverage looks this way. And then by the time he turns and looks to the left, the, the coverage on the right side's kind of shifted. He needs that extra time to be able to read these coverages, and a lot of them are being hidden. Um, so there's one. Two is they need, just like you said with the Rams, they're really – I mean, one of the things I figured when you brought Odell Beckham Jr. here was you were going to take more shots deep. Right. They really haven't done that. And if you want to loosen up these underneath coverages that are disguised, best way to do that is to throw up a couple of long ones. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to creep up on the line. They certainly have the guys who can get deep, so that's something they're going to need to do. And the third one is is Nick Chubb um, is still two games under 20 carries. And I'm not saying this like a true old traditionalist. But Nick Chubb's a Nick Chubb is a twenty carry a guy game. He he gets better as the game goes on. At two hundred and thirty pounds, as the game goes on with his speed and his power, he becomes a pain in the butt to have to deal with. So they need to get more Nick Chubb involved. And there's been some silliness, like second and ones. Just get the yard, right. get three fresh downs. Third and one. Why are we throwing third and two? You've got. I mean, I love the fact that you brought in Odell Beckham, but don't forget the fact they had Nick Chubb, who was ripping off five point two yards per carry last year. Yeah, no, very good point. And, and I really like the first one talking about the speed of the game. You look at Lamar Jackson, what he's doing right now. He even said in his press conference, we're playing street ball and it's working for them. They are putting up points. They're playing yep. to their strength. And I see the Browns kind of similar as far as what Baker can do. So that would really be one of my my keys to the game would be slowing down Baker Mayfield, not letting him get out of the pocket and create that second type of play option uh, that him, Russell Wilson, uh, Pat Mahomes, all those type of guys, when they get out of the pocket and kind of make this secondary play, we've got to limit that. So that means winning some of our one-on-one matchups. We know Aaron Donald's going to have two, three, four, nine guys on him if they could. <laughs> um, so they've got to be able to win on some of their other one-on-one matchups and get some pressure on Baker to not just run around and keep it alive, but to get rid of the ball, make a decision, and really contain him. So that's going to be a big part. We're on the road. We got to win the turnover battle. We've been doing it in the last two weeks, and it's really paid off for us. Even in the Saints game, it was one nothing in the turnover battle, but that's huge, especially when you're on the road. You cannot cough it up. Jared Goff hasn't been great. Well, maybe it was one. Yeah, maybe it was. One. Uh, that, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, maybe the hit's a little illegal, but you know what? No flag, no foul. If we're playing the Saints, they're not throwing flags. We know that, so might as well take Ooh. be aggressive. I know I've heard it all week. I can. I'm getting loose with it now, but. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it, obviously, the turnover battle. And really for Jared Goff, he hasn't played over-the-top impressive, especially for a guy that just broke the record as far as the most guaranteed contract for a quarterback. Uh, But he's protected the ball really well. He only has one turnover on the season. Uh, Last last game, no turnovers. Really big for us. So that's going to be a key. And then, like you said, really, as far as this defense is getting off the field and allowing our offense to control the pace of this game, not allowing you guys to do that. When McVay wins the turnover battle... He is like 95% he wins the game when he wins the turnover battle. Also, while leading at half, he is 20-0 and while leading at half. So if we can jump out fast in this game, 
get a lead. Uh, the stats show that's in our favor. It's a road game. It's Sunday night football. Things are a little different under the lights, but I like how those things kind of set up. Uh, oh, and it's, I'm going to tell you right now, these people are through the roof. Um, and if it, well, if last night didn't go like it did, um, it would have been a little bit different. Um, it was rocking for week one and then all of a sudden it just fell apart. Um, but I mean, you just, you know, I, I had people who had extra tickets. I, I literally, they were just sending them to me. I had no intention of going to the game. You know, I live 50 minutes from the stadium. <laughs> I'm literally just, I was able to unload 10 tickets wow. yesterday to people who were just in the parking lot. Now keep in mind, these are people who live in Ohio. They weren't even sure if they had tickets. So, I mean, they're excited now with the W. Now, I mean, and they're going to go from a Monday night football game, the Cleveland Browns, to a Sunday night football game, back-to-back. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, Collinsworth and Al Michaels coming in, everybody's going to be fired up. There's certainly going to be some some alcohol put down <laughs> in the Muni lot, which everybody loves. It's, it's, it's going to be seen. These people are ready for it. And, you know, I mean – as much as they like and love the current product and current you know setup of this Cleveland Browns roster, they love the fact that they may have a shot again, and that's something that hasn't gone on here forever. They always loved the Browns, and they just kind of accepted it. Now that they realize they're, they have a shot at a, at a good team because of the fact that you have a quarterback, because you have a stud defensive end, because you have a stud wide receiver, you got a good running back. It's the first time they, you know, they're just thrilled to have hope again. And it's going to be a wild one Sunday night. Well, it's going to be wild on Sunday night, and I'm curious with all their confidence and growing faith for this team, how they're going to put it down. And I'll tell you one thing that they can do mybookie.ag gives you the best place to win if you're confident in your bet at the end of the week we just want to sit down watch some football or be loud and crazy down at the stadium but one thing you got to do is it's always important where you're betting just like who you're betting on so mybookie.ag is the best in the business it's where i play i love the in-game live parlays you can always mess around during the game and kind of hedge your bet also, if you're into fantasy, you can bet on fantasy performances as well. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come in, you multiply your winnings. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag. You get a bonus for using the Locked On promo code. Go check it out, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. A lot of bets coming down on this Sunday night game. It's going to be fun. We're going to step aside, take a break. We'll be right back. More with the crossover edition after this. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, we are back. Third segment, final segment, crossover show. We got Jeff Lloyd of Lockdown Browns. I'm Bear Motter, Lockdown Rams. Go hit us up on social media, Lockdown Browns, Lockdown Rams. Uh, you can find Jeff Lloyd at 
Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, and obviously appreciate the follow guys in, uh, in talking ball this time of year. And, uh, you know, make sure you're following my buddy over here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mater. And uh, if anybody doesn't know, in addition to being the host of Locked On Rams, pretty integral part of the Locked On NFL family as well. Definitely. And you can find both of our podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. So hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend. It is football season, and we've got five days a week, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. As we look at this third and final segment, as we look at this game, and it's crazy just talking to you is getting me excited. I wish it was playing tonight. (laughs) But you guys need a little bit of a break, I guess. You just played the other day. Um, is that a factor coming into this? You guys playing Monday night and then turning around playing, you know, Sunday night, we get an extra day of rest in your eyes. Is that a big factor? Um, I would first of all, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. Um, we don't know if it's a factor. They don't really play a Monday night football. So (laughs) that's, you know, so there's going to be the, we don't really have anything to go with. Um, but then again, if you look at it, um, this, the Browns are a relatively, relatively young team. Um, if it was a loss, I'd say maybe it would be more of a factor, but at this point it's just, you know, I mean, when you won, you want to get out there as, you know, as quickly as possible. I mean, even if, you know, the opponent is as tough as the Los Angeles Rams are, but you want to get out there. And it's also that it's not a one o'clock game. It's, you know, not a four o'clock game. It, you know, even if it's the short week, you're getting pumped up because it's, you know, it's under the lights. Everybody's watching. I don't see a reason why it would be a factor. Um, but again, of course, as I said, we don't have anything to measure it up against. Yeah, we'll have to kind of see. It's it's our back for the Rams. It's back to back weeks where we played the Monday night uh, opponent. So the Saints played the Monday night before we played them. Oh, uh, right. The Browns played again on Monday night. So the Rams uh, have kind of this. Oh, so I can use an excuse. All right, so I got a built in excuse if we. There you go. There you go. We're used to this. We're- the Rams are getting all the advantages of the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just another thing. I'm sure we'll see some ref jerseys out in the crowd as well. <laughs> uh, that seems to be the troll of the year so far. Uh, but we'll take it, man. We're not the refs. It's not our job to make those calls. We're going to continue to play the games. But this is going to be a good one. I'm excited. As you look at this matchup, um, you know, we talked about the keys. We talked about the offense and the defense. How do you look at this thing really coming out, you know, maybe going from halftime uh, even to full time? How do you see this kind of coming together at the end of the day? Um, I think they're the Browns are going to have to start hot. In it, I mean, I don't, you know, whether or not the Rams do or they don't, which is p- perfectly fine. They need some confidence early. They, I mean, no one's foolish in that locker room. You can look at your schedule and you know what's coming in this next few weeks. It's obviously, you know, it's Rams, San Francisco, Seattle, New England. I mean, you know, and all of these teams right to this point now started out two and zero. You don't want to lay an egg here in your first of five against, you know, pretty established teams. And, you know, the second half of the schedule is very, very friendly, but you're one and one at this point, which makes the Tennessee loss as tough as it was. You're one and one at this point, you know, these, you need these games. You don't want to get too far behind and just say, Oh, well, we got an easy second half. I mean, cause that's when injuries and you know, things like that start to come into equation, stick with them for a quarter, stick with them for a half, see where you're at. They're going to have to do more offensively, which is funny that this is the one thing, I'm actually even bringing up with all that, you know, as the way the second half of last season went with the audition of Odell Beckham Jr. It's funny that it's the offense is the thing I'm concerned about, but it is, it's the offense. It's Baker's got to be more accurate. He's admitted himself last night in the post game show. Um, You're going to have to find a way to get more out of Jarvis Landry, you know, and it's not really necessarily Jarvis's fault. You can only do, you know, with the amount of opportunities you're getting, but Baker's got to get to back to Baker and spread it out. And it'll, 
create easier big plays for Odell if he does. Um, I understand kids fall in love with the brand new toy that was under the Christmas tree, um, but some of his old toys still pretty darn good. So you're going to have to do that and just look, stay with it and stay with it a quarter, stay with it a half. Um, understand a mistake or two is going to happen. Um, good teams can overcome a mistake or two. And that's just the way they're going to have to do, do this. This is essentially for them, you know, these first two weeks were almost kind of preseason because Baker did, I mean, uh, Odell didn't play, Jarvis Landry didn't play. These guys all got two full games under their belt. There's no more excuses, and the big boys are coming to town. Yeah, and that's very similar to what we had. No one, no one played in. Oh, other yeah, the Rams. I mean, the Rams. I mean, I feel bad for anybody that even goes to those games. Yeah, I know. Talk about having uh, a bunch of tickets available. Those, uh, and we only had one home game really. Well, the other one was in Hawaii, so there was really only one opportunity to see a preseason well, game. Well, the Browns had Week One at home and Week Four at home. Who's going to those preseason? Games? Exactly the the absolute nothingness of the preseason. Hopefully, they get that fixed. But you made some good points. Keep it close. And I think if they keep it close, they've got a chance to, you know, make something happen in the fourth. And I think for the Rams, it's a little bit the same, but a little bit more aggressive. You're on the road. So keeping it close, it allows them to stay in the ball game. Uh, you talked about kind of you were worried more about the offense than the defense at this point. I'm weirdly more worried about the offense than the defense. And in, in the years past, that would probably be flip-flopped as well. Uh, my, my big worry is really with that defense that you guys have is keeping Jared Goff up in the pocket. He's... We had the fifth worst pass protecting grade by Pro Football Focus. Uh, Austin Blythe went down with an injury. It looked nasty. They carted him off the field. We're thinking, oh gosh, who are we going to have? We don't have a lot of depth at the O-line. Well, now it's coming out that he's day-to-day. May play in the game. It was a low ankle sprain. Uh, that's one of those things, though. Do you want to push it? Is he going to be 100%? Is that going to hurt us more if he's in the game? A lot of questions there, but the offensive line has to step it up because Jared Goff, you talked about the accuracy for Baker Mayfield. Hasn't been great at times, missed some wide open receivers. Well, that's because he's got guys in his face. He's hanging in there in the pocket, but a lot of pressure on him. Like most quarterbacks, you throw a lot better when you got a clean pocket. Uh, Continue to work the run, get that play action in. But I think for us, it's it's start out hot, right? Can we have a lead at halftime, whether that's three points, seven points, ten points, whatever it may be, get up early, get in that head, kind of quiet that crowd because, again, you mentioned it, they're going to be drinking. They got all day to drink and get ready for this game. So if we can quiet that crowd early, I think it's going to be a big thing. Uh, With that all being said, are are, are you comfortable throwing a prediction out there yet? Well, I mean, I have to, and I I have to take the team I work for. My listeners would... (laughs) shred me otherwise um and i've kind of uh well actually this week it didn't pan out but um you know the kicking well they were a little i was a little concerned about the kicking so every score i was picking i was usually subtracting one extra point because they usually weren't making them (laughs) um but i yeah i see this as i see this as a field goal game i I wouldn't be stunned if somehow some way this game found its way to plus 60 minutes and overtime uh I, i think i think the browns defense can do some things um I, you know whether or not the offense can totally score with them, but well, I, I know there's more in this offense than I've seen to this point. There's just too much individual talent. It's just a question of kind of getting it all on the same page and basically calling the right numbers week in, week out versus the opponents. There's more to this offense than we've seen to this point. You know, a 30-27 wouldn't really stun me. Um, I think last night they kind of just started pulling up the brakes, and I think part of what it was is how much are we going to put on film here? Right. Um, and you know, this Jets team, they're you know they. I 
at the time they were on the second quarterback, then they were on the third. What, what are we? I mean, how much do we want to put up here? I mean, we're really going to start facing some really good teams. We don't want to show them every idea and plan that we have for Odell, every you know, and Jarvis, and how we want to mix and match. And you, so I think they started to pull the break there, which was probably the smart way. Um, Todd Munkin, Freddie Kitchens, they kind of got to get a little bit better here. The, they're not vibing just yet. That's going to get a little bit better. But you know, if you know, gun to my head, I, I'd say the Browns squeak out a you know a late one. Hopefully, the the already have the lead, and it won't be a last second field goal, so I don't have to shake like a leaf on a tree. <laughs> but uh, so far, Mister Seibert's uh, he's, he's been kicking pretty well. But uh, I, you know, the Browns are going to pull this out. I would say Browns win by a field goal. I like it, and you know what? I got to give you credit for taking your team because doing these crossovers and being representing the Rams last year, I had a lot of people picking the Rams even against their own team. So I, I love you going in there. <laughs> it's early. You got to take your team early. Come on, right? Unless you're the Dolphins, and I, I totally get. It, you just can be like, we're never going to win. Uh, we're, our plan is to not to win. Yeah, well, actually, I think when you're going to do those shows, and I feel bad because I'm going to have to do one with Travis this year, it's going to be, well, how bad do you think they lose? Yes, by? exactly. Exactly. Well, this one's going to be close, and I'm with you. I'm pretty close on, on what you predicted as well. Um, I got the Rams, obviously. I think it's a 33 to 28 ball game. You may have a chance at the end of the game, but I think our defense is going to win that turnover battle. I think we're going to get to Baker and, and kind of make him force some throws early. You talked about the accuracy being an issue. Odell until he got into that ball game I I wonder if he's still able to kind of get under his skin the whole face mask thing in the first half uh, he was able to shake that off and and come out and perform but he's kind of got this me against the world thing still going on and if you can get in his head we got Tlaib and Peters the two biggest trash talkers and as far as cornerbacks so hopefully he doesn't wear any jewelry or that expensive uh, wristwatch because Tlaib's going to be ripping that off well I'll tell you right now three of the three of those guys is just a recipe for disaster (laughs) Uh, you got to figure I wouldn't be stunned if each one of them found a way to get a 15 yard. Yeah. And I'm kind of expecting that last week, Marcus Peters got away with one. He basically (laughs) chucked a dude's helmet uh, and got away with it. So he's kind of already out there ready to kind of make some noise, but I think it's going to be close. I think the Rams pull it out um, by a little bit more than a field goal. If it comes down to that, I feel really good. We've got Greg Zerline who obviously we know sent us to the Super Bowl on a 50 yard bomb last year. So feel pretty confident what he can do. It's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be good. I could see it really kind of playing out anyway, depending on how this thing turns out. But I think the Rams got it in this one. Uh, Jeff, I appreciate you jumping on. I always love doing the crossover. I wish you health and happiness through the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully this is something I know we're not in the same division, but if everything goes right and then start making some noise, hopefully we get some playoff talk and we can come back do this again yeah that would be fantastic and that's the goal is to you know i mean look i'm just happy we're not talking draft by halloween because that's been the way it's gone for a couple of years here so uh yeah so hopefully uh be talking about football in january be kind of interesting with that said you know what it is rams nation until next time peace Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.